Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Russia is now hitting hospitals, maternity wards, children's hospitals, crimes against humanity, war crimes. The White House still refusing to call what we are witnessing right now war crimes. Russian forces on purpose bombed a maternity hospital. Now, a quick reminder, if you're listening to this podcast, please make sure you hit the subscribe or auto download button. And tell your friends about this podcast. Share this on social media. And if you would, write us a five-star review to help us as Democrats have been attacking our podcast recently with bad reviews. Now, Ukrainian officials have now confirmed, and the video is coming out from Zelensky, the president of that country, saying to the world, when are you going to step up and help us? A maternity ward, a maternity hospital. So you can see as... Bill, if you look here, the, as the person holding the camera goes through this hospital, you can see the right here, I think you'll see the cots for the little ones. Mm. Um, Just devastating stuff to look at. Th this town has been, it's been under siege for more than a week. It's a town of 450,000 people, uh, far right of your screen there. They say at least 200,000 want to get out. I'm imagine that we talked about the Red Cross a couple of times this morning. The International Red Cross is trying to get in there. They, they need everything. They need medicine. They've, they haven't had electricity for close to 10 days. It's freezing there. Uh, there's no there's no phone service. Uh, the other day, the AP was reporting and describing people who are walking through the streets, talking to strangers, Dana, and asking them where they live. And if they had any association to so-and-so who knew so-and-so that might tell them whether or not their relatives were still alive. Mm -hmm. Now, this is happening. And what is the White House doing? The White House is delusional. The White House is now telling you that if you want to fight back, if you want to help the people in Ukraine, then you need to go out and you need to buy a $56,000 entry-level electric car. Joe Biden's administration, again, proving just how out of touch they are with the average American. They are now trying to proclaim that the U.S. can beat Russia by you stepping up to the plate, buying a $56,000 electric car to push this green obsession. Now, the White House says that you should be praising them for banning the import of Russian oil into the U.S., and Biden claims he is targeting the main artery of Russia's economy. This president still will not refer to war crimes still will not even say war crimes are being committed right now what he will say is this quote russia oil it will no longer be acceptable at u.s ports 
and the American people will deal another, quote, powerful blow to the Russian President Putin and his war machine. That according to the New York Post. Biden's announcement comes on the heels of AAA finding that you are paying this morning the highest price you've ever paid in your life for gas. Gasoline has now reached the highest in history of the U.S., having blown past the previous high under the Obama-Biden administration in 2008. That national average was $4.11. We have now seen the price of a gallon of gas go up more than 50 cents in the last week alone. Now, here is where the White House seems to believe there is a massive opportunity to punish you for not being a responsible human being. They're saying that if you don't like what you're paying for a gas gallon of gas right now, that you just need to go out and buy an electric vehicle. The White House also saying it's simply not true that Biden's administration or policies are holding back domestic energy production. Biden said that's, quote, simply not true. It is true. He's lying to you, pathological lying to you. Biden also said we're approaching record levels of oil and gas production in the United States, and we're on track to set a record for production next year. That's also a lie. We're more than a million barrels a day down from where we were at the peak under Donald Trump. The oil and gas industry have millions of acres leased, he went on to say, and they have 9,000 permits to drill now. They could be drilling right now, yesterday, last week, last year, Biden said. And now he's talking about limiting the price of oil and gas, regardless of what's happening with the manufacturers. He's also working on secret deals to buy Venezuelan oil from Maduro and also looking at doing a major deal with Saudi Arabia so they would up their production. Now, even as gas prices are surging, charging an electric vehicle, we're now being told, can still be way more expensive than gassing up a car. With this obsession with this White House on the issue of electric vehicles, you might need to ask yourself a question. How much does it cost to fill up my electric vehicle with energy, with power? And where is that power and energy coming from if I put the charging station in my house? Now, the information I'm about to give you, we had to do a lot of digging, and I hope all of you will share this, okay? Share our podcast with this info and make sure other people hear this because people don't realize that even if you walk out today and you do go and feel good about yourself, right, and you become one of these green nut jobs and you buy an electric vehicle, it doesn't mean it's going to cost you less money to drive that electric vehicle. It's not going to save you money, certainly not right now, because your electricity is still coming from fossil fuels. So the average cost of a gallon of gas, and let's just use a high number right now. Let's say the average is higher than the national average, okay? Let's say it goes to $4.50 a gallon nationally. We're about four twenty right now because there's no end in sight. And the reality is in a week from now, we'll probably be at four fifty. Joe Biden has said, well, all right, I'm not going to fix the problem. I'm not going to open up the Keystone Pipeline. I'm not going to drill more here. I'm not going to allow us to become energy independent because I'm going to, to, to force you into submission to agree with me on climate change. They are pushing these electric vehicles as a, quote, cost-effective replacement for gas-powered cars. But is that actually true? It is not. Let me give you the data. If you look at right now a one-on-one comparison of the cost of charging an electric vehicle right now versus filling up a regular 
auto with gas. It actually shows that even right now, electric vehicle charging is more expensive. That's right, more expensive. Filling a gas-powered vehicle can still be cheaper than charging an electric one. Now, you may hear that and go, well, hold on a second. How is that even possible? Well, it's because it costs a lot of money for electricity right now. Let's look at the national average. U.S. electricity prices, which are heavily regulated in most states, by the way, have remained somewhat stable. However, the cost to charge an electric car is still expensive. How expensive? Well, take into consideration the cost of the car, the charging station that you actually have to install. And then, according to the EPA, the national average for a kilowatt hour of electricity is about 13 cents. Okay, that's the average. It's going to go up, but that's the average. Including at homes where most electric car owners charge their vehicle. So if you look at charging your vehicle, and you get one of these chargers that is put in, all right? A level three public fast charging station, right? Which is what most people want to do. They want to charge their car and and not have to wait hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. It allows your car to be fast and everybody is selling a fast charging station. It allows your electric vehicle in most cases to charge to about 70% of its full capacity in about 40 minutes. Now that depends on the model and the station speed that you have. But if this is the average right now, And this is what people are wanting, and this is what people are doing. And in fact, much of Tesla's success is actually attributed to its decision to row out their proprietary network of supercharger fast-charging stations to support their owners because they understand that people don't want to wait five hours or eight hours to drive their car. All right, so let's talk about these fast-charging rates. These fast charging rates, which is a phase three charging station, can cost you as high as 43 cents per kilowatt hour in most states. What does that mean? At this higher rate for charging, which is the reality of what Americans want when it comes to charging their car, charging the entry-level version of, for example, the Ford Mustang Mach-E, which has a starting price of $37,495 after federal tax credits are deducted and a range of 247 miles between charges, it would cost you more than $2,000 annually to drive at about 12 to 15,000 miles. Now, in contrast, a a similarly sized Ford Escape Hybrid, which starts at a lower price point of $32,700, gets 41 miles per gallon, needs about $1,500 worth of gas each year, will fill up, uh, it's about $1,500 worth of gas each year, at $4.25 a gallon. And it's $2,100 for a non-hybrid Escape S, rated at 30 miles a gallon. What does that mean? Even with gasoline prices in California at $5.57 a gallon, it would still be cheaper to buy the gas car than the electric vehicle and to run it. Let me say that again. Let's go to the worst case scenario, California. They have the highest price gasoline at 5.57 a gallon right now. 
it's still cheaper to buy the gas car than it is the electric car and to run it per year. Well, the White House says, quote, not everyone buys an electric car with the expectation of saving money. It's important for you to understand that you're saving the environment. That is the White House's response to being busted, trying to imply that you're going to save money with an electric vehicle, which now the data shows you will not. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Democrats, by the way, don't care if you go bankrupt while they push their green energy on you. They think that that is just part of the pain that is going to need to take place. They don't care if your business shuts down the same way they did during COVID. They don't care if you lose everything. Because when they decide what you need to believe in and you don't go along with it, they want you to suffer pain. And they want you to suffer personally. And they want you to be terrorize economically until you submit. This is all about submitting. It's exactly the reason why this administration continues to say, well, if you've got pay at the pump, you just need to go spend that 55000 Do it right now. Are there going to be long-term consequences of this? Yes. Everybody knows it. Everybody understands it. They don't care. And they have the perfect cover right now, right? Joe Biden said Putin is hurting American families. It's not me. It's not my policies. No, no, no. It's, it's, th- you got to understand this is Vladimir Putin's fault, right? We can now keep saying over and over again this is Putin's fault, even though it's my energy policy that's created this disaster in America. The decision today is not without cost here at home. Putin's war is already hurting American families at the gas pump. Since Putin began his military buildup on Ukrainian borders, just since then, the price of the gas at the pump in America went up 75 cents. And with this action, it's going to go up further. I'm going to do everything I can to minimize Putin's price hike here at home. In coordination with our partners, we've already announced that we're releasing 60 million barrels of oil from our joint oil reserves. Half of that, 30 billion, million, excuse me, is coming from the United States. And we're taking steps to ensure the reliable supply of global energy. We're also going to keep working with every tool at our disposal to protect American families and businesses. Let me me say this. To the oil and gas companies and to the finance firms that back them, we understand Putin's war against the people of Ukraine is causing prices to rise. We get that. We get that. Couldn't be my policies. No, 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 no. Not my policies, folks. Not my policies. Experts tell CBS News that as gas prices hit record high, Americans should brace for even higher prices. And this administration says we're not going to stop any of it. How high is gas going to go? Well, go get you an electric vehicle because we're going to make them go that high. 
Prices at the pump soared, hitting a 14-year average high of more than $4. Is there any way to gauge how much pain people should brace themselves for? I do think that there is a path to potentially seeing, you know, $5 a gallon. Russian oil only makes up about 3% of U.S. oil imports. But By, By the way, that's when CBS News should be intellectually honest with the American people and say, and so... To imply that Russia is to blame for all this is absurd. Right? That, that's what Russia should have said in that. I mean, that's what CBS News should have said in that exact moment. They should have said to, to, for the White House to uh, say or to claim. Right? For the White House to claim this is all Russia's fault is absurd because it's not that much oil and gas we actually get of our daily consumption from Russia. But they didn't do that. No, 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 no. This story's too good. How much pain? Well, you better brace for $5 gallon gas. And if you don't like it, then you need to think about what you're doing. You need to go buy that fifty dollars to $70,000 electric car right now. You got a bunch of kids and they don't have a minivan that's electric? Well, then you might want to just cram them in a smaller car. You don't have the money? You better figure it out. Because we're going to make it hurt until you're forced to bow down to our green and alternative religion. Lima Croft, a commodity strategist, warns if other Western countries also cut off Moscow, the shortage would drive up costs everywhere. The shortage would drive up costs everywhere. Are we going to drill in this country? No. Of course not. ABC News. Americans are going to face Record gas prices. California now saying four seventy-seven a gallon gas, and they're expecting a ten cent increase in the next twenty-four hours. What is the Biden administration doing? Nothing. Why? Because it's on purpose. They're going to make you bow down to their green religion. This has immediate economic consequences, not only on those retirement savings, but more significantly and immediately on the price we pay to heat our homes and fuel our cars, with oil prices topping $100 a barrel overnight for the first time since 2014. The national average right now for a gallon of regular $3.54. Here in California, it is an all-time record high, $4.77, and gas budget he says for every $1 increase in the cost of oil, Americans pay about one and a half cents more at the pump. That would mean that just overnight, with prices up $7 for oil, Americans will be seeing a kick in the coming days of more than 10 cents at the pump higher. And of course, there's a ripple effect to this. When we spend more money on gasoline, we have less money to spend elsewhere. But hey, you should be excited because you can fix this problem by just doing what we tell you to do. Now, I want to also remind you of something else that was said about a month ago. A month ago, Joe Biden had another excuse for why inflation was so high and why gas prices were so high. See, now it's Vladimir Putin because it's easy to get you to hate Putin because we're always doing Ukraine. But what was he saying a month ago? A month ago, he blamed not Putin. He blamed COVID, not his policies. He said, if you're angry about inflation, if you're angry about gas prices, I'm going to work like the devil to bring gas prices down, he said. And this is, the, is, is all because of COVID. So a month ago it was COVID, and now it's Putin. Couldn't be Joe Biden's policies. Nope, not at all. And look, the fact is that we're in a situation now where, uh, um, you know, you should have peace of mind. I know food prices are up, and we're working to bring them down. As I said, I grew up in a family where... 
the price of the pump went up, you filled it. And I understand. By the way, the slurring of the words here is just so painful. This guy clearly has no clue what he's doing. He's just slurring his words now when he's trying to talk to the American people, blaming everything but his policies, his green religion, for forcing you into submission to his cult. And a month ago, well, if, you're, if, you're, if you're upset about the gas prices, it's all just, you know, it's, it's COVID. It's COVID, I tell you, it's COVID. Yeah, but these things are necessities. We're working to bring down prices where they're not totally what families, in fact, uh, have to pay now. You still have to pay for child care. Child care is a cost for millions of families. You still have to pay your prescription drug prices. You still have to pay for health care. You want to lower the cost of living for people, help them in those areas. So there's more than one way for a family when it comes to raising their standard of living. I'm going to work like the devil to bring gas prices down, which I'm going to working to make sure that we keep strengthening the supply chains to bring the cost of energy and everything else and the goods that come to America down by helping the ports 24-7, by changing a whole range of things that, you know, what's happened with COVID, COVID has caused significant increase in prices in the supply chain. Yeah, it's COVID's fault. Then it's Putin's fault. Couldn't be his fault. Blame COVID for inflation crisis. Blame COVID-19 for your rising gas prices. Blames COVID and OPEC for refusing to pump more oil for the rising gas prices. That was two months ago. Two months ago, he actually said, uh, actually three months ago, I should say. I'm sorry, it was back at, no, longer than that. November the 2nd, Biden blamed COVID and OPEC for the gas prices, not his policies. Because he thinks you're dumb enough to believe this crap. You mentioned the word inflation there. You recently said you have no short-term answer to bring down gas prices. But as you know, it's not just gas prices now. Rents are up. The cost of everyday items are up. Inflation in the U.S. is at a 13-year high. So when specifically should Americans expect those prices to come down? Well, look, um, first of all, the significant reason why prices are up is because of COVID affecting the supply chain. I mean, I know you, I'm not trying to be instructive. I know you know this, number one. Number two, um, if you take a look at... Uh, you know, gas prices, and you take a look at uh, oil prices. Uh, that is a consequence of, thus far, the refusal of, uh, of uh, Russia or, uh, or the OPEC nations to uh, pump more oil. Um, and we'll see what happens on that score uh, sooner than later. Um, number three, I think if you take a look at what we're talking about, you look to this coming Thanksgiving. You know, uh, we're in a situation where we find that uh, um, we are in a very different circumstance. Last Thanksgiving, uh, um, you know, I, uh, uh, as I said, this year. We're- by the by the way, I, you listen to him talking right now, and half of it's incoherent. It, you can't even keep up with where we are. If you want to know why Vladimir Putin said, "Yep, go into Ukraine now," it's because. This is Joe Biden on the world stage. This was in Glasgow and Scotland. Back in November the 2nd, Biden blaming COVID and OPEC for refusing to pump more oil for rising gas prices. Not him totally getting rid of all the policies that allowed for us to be energy independent. Now lying to you, telling you that we're maxed out our oil production, which is not true. We're a million barrels a day less than we were when Donald Trump was the president at the end of his, uh, end of his administration. 
and 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 he and he sits there and he's like, well, then you know, there's I think COVID, COVID, COVID is the reason why. Now, now, two weeks later, no, it's not COVID. It's because it's uh, it's it's Putin. Putin's the reason why. And then he's just sitting there rambling on, just just blaming everything. But you know, it's, it's also China, China, yeah, Saudi Arabia. They got a they got a plumber. They got a plumber. No wonder everybody's taking advantage of us. We're working on a supply chain issue. Well, last Thanksgiving, I sat down with my wife, my daughter, and my son-in-law. Uh, this Thanksgiving, we're all in a very different circumstance. Things are a hell of a lot better, and the wages have gone up higher, faster than inflation, uh, and we have generated real economic growth. It doesn't mean these dislocations aren't real. They do affect people's lives. For example, one of the reasons why I decided to talk about the need to deal with uh, um, uh, uh, the uh, the operation and the gouging that occurs in some of the pricing of beef and chicken and other things is that uh, that's why I think I indica- that's why I indicated to you we're going to look at whether or not uh, there's a violation of of antitrust laws and what they're doing. So there's the strategy: blame everybody else for your policies. And then if that doesn't work, say that it's price gouging and you're going to investigate those that are charging you these high prices for beef and chicken. Right. That was that was around Christmas time. Then then we go back to blaming covid for all the problems. And then when that doesn't work anymore and covid is in, unpopular and the lockdowns are unpopular and people are having enough of this crap. Notice covid just totally disappeared. Where's Fauci? Is he alive or dead? I wonder somebody should go put him on the side of a milk carton right now. We go back to, well, it's not our fault. It's COVID's fault. That's not working. Okay, well, it's Putin's fault. And if that doesn't work, then we'll say, well, maybe we need to investigate Exxon and BP and all these other com- com- companies, right? Well, maybe it's them, and we're going to look at them, and we'll charge them with price gouging because none of this could be my fault. But again, if you don't like these prices at the pump right now, you need to understand one simple thing. Should have bought a hybrid. Should have bought an electric vehicle. And if you just do that, everything would have been fine. Listen to our leaders in the media. Listen to Stephen Colbert, who says, I don't give a crap if gas goes to $15 a gallon because I got a Tesla. Forget the fact that everything else you're buying is going up, even if you do own the damn Tesla. Well, then we'll do an investigation of the companies that are selling you this stuff, and maybe they're price gouging, even though there's zero indication that that's true. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I also want to just go back to a larger viewpoint here of the breakdown that is happening with this administration from reality. And, and let's just look at Ukraine for a moment. VP Harris dodges a question uh, as, as she was in Warsaw, Poland on fighter jet mix up. 
And now the White House and the State Department's just lying to you. The State Department spokesman said, quote, the DOD concluded that Ukraine doesn't need planes. Have you been watching what's happening in Ukraine? They're now hitting hospitals. They're hitting maternity wards. They're hitting apartment buildings. These towns are being surrounded by Russians in tanks. You're telling me that they don't need it? And NATO's Polish MiG-29 fiasco, and that's what it is, the White House divides the alliance and signals weakness to Putin by refusing to let Warsaw send fighter jets to Ukraine. That is the truth of the matter. And Zelensky is begging for those planes and begging for a no-fly zone over Ukraine as mass graves are now being used because so many innocent people are being killed by Vladimir Putin because of his war on Ukraine. And he, th- there is no doubt that these are war crimes. White House still won't admit they're war crimes. So the, the scumbag part, the State Department and the DOD under Biden's leadership comes out with this and says, as we're witnessing mass graves, as we're witnessing Zelensky calling for a no-fly zone, begging for these jets, the U.S. is blocking Poland from sending those jets to Ukraine. And the State Department said this. Uh, as you know, President Biden uh, has had a number of discussions with President Zelensky. As I just mentioned, we met with his foreign minister, Foreign Minister Kuleba, uh, inside Ukrainian territory uh, just a couple days ago. And that's why uh, we have continued to be responsive to the needs of our Ukrainian partners. With more than a billion dollars in the past year, more than $250 million uh, in recent weeks alone, uh, recent days alone, I should say. But they're really, uh, and Chris, this goes back to what I was saying before, uh, two concerns with the specific proposal that uh, per, as it pertains to the planes. And you heard this from the Department of Defense uh, yesterday. Uh, first, the Department of Defense has concluded that what Ukraine needs to take on uh, the Russian assets that are causing such destruction, uh, the missiles, the rockets, the artillery, uh, are not planes, but these are surface-to-air uh, systems. Uh, and these are systems that we have provided Ukraine, and we are looking at options to provide even more. Uh, but here's the other point, and it's impo- an important one. By, by the way, I want you to think about just how crazy this is. You have the State Department and the DOD claiming that we don't need to be giving the planes that Ukraine is begging for to protect and defend their country and to put in a no-fly zone so that they're not just being bombed from every angle. Can you imagine if America actually, I mean, can you imagine going to Afghanistan or Iraq without airplanes? And then and can you imagine any country being able to, I mean, there's not a country out there that can defend itself without having an air force. And, And we know that right now. Right? We, we know that right now. We know it, folks. We know it. Like, we understand how stupid this sounds. The world understands how stupid this sounds. And they stand there with a straight face staring at the world and the mass graves, and they say, well, it's just, you know, hey, Pentagon uh, rejects this plan just to... To allow these the Ukrainians to defend themselves with jets, say it's just too risky with a little benefit. Little benefit, tell that to the people in the mass graves, Mr. President. 
Tell that to the families that are that are dragging bodies into mass graves right now that there's little benefit to them having the jets needed to protect and defend themselves. Our goal is to bring this conflict to an end. Our goal is to put an end to this aggression. We do not want to see this conflict expand. Uh, we do not want to see more bloodshed. We do not want to see uh, more countries and more entities uh, dragged into what is already a, a devastating conflict. And the concern, and we've heard this from the intelligence community, is that if planes are provided uh, to Ukraine in this manner, uh, it could be seen as escalatory. And so we could be seen. Well, we don't want to escalate this. Thing. Do you, you think you think Vladimir Putin's not going to take advantage of you guys telling them exactly what your game plan is, which is to 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 do nothing to try to stop him? If you're Zelensky right now and you look at the United States of America, it's very clear that Joe Biden hates you personally. He hates you because you're not his guy and you can't control him. And he went after your son and Burisma and he said there was no problem with a phone call about corruption that was made from Donald Trump, which they tried to, which they impeached Donald Trump over. You hate him. And I think they just want to see this guy die. They want Zelensky to die. And the reason why they want Zelensky to die is so that they can then put in their puppet or their guy and then they can move on. They don't want there to be success. They don't want there to be victory. They don't want these people to be able to protect and defend themselves. They are totally fine with Ukraine falling because, yeah, that'll show anybody that doesn't do what we tell you to do, right? Because because Zelensky didn't play by the rules of Vladimir Putin, or excuse me, I should say Barack Obama. He didn't play by the rules of Joe Biden. He didn't play by the rules of Hillary Clinton. He didn't play by the rules of Hunter Biden. So that's exactly why the U.S. is blocking the transfer of these planes, because we're not really trying to protect these innocent people who are being slaughtered. You got to understand, Joe Biden is genuinely obsessed with green alternative energy. The longer this thing goes and the higher the price of gas goes, the better the chances he can accomplish his manifest destiny to this green religion. Know that. Understand that. He is fine with what is happening right now. It's not a NATO country, so who cares, right? We get what we want out of this. Senator Tom Cotton, he's asking the basic questions as well, right? Why is the U.S. blocking the transfer of planes? Well, that we, we've decided they don't really need them. That's not what the country is saying. That's not what they're begging. They're, I, I mean, this is not even close to true. Well, I just, I'm just going to tell you, we, we, you know, we, we, are, we, we look at this differently. We've done our assessment. You've done your assessment? We've done an assessment. Senator Tom Cotton had this to say earlier as well. Well, Vladimir Putin for 20 years has wanted to reassemble the Russian Empire. He's had that imperialist ambition uh, since he took office. I think what he's seen over the last six months is a perception of weakness and opportunity. Uh, he saw our withdrawal from Afghanistan. He began building up these troops on the border of Ukraine just a few weeks later. Uh, he also saw a long series of one-sided concessions that President Biden gave to him. And I believe that's why he calculated that he could go for the jugular now in Ukraine, which is what he's always wanted to do. Um, all credit here goes to the brave men and women in Ukraine who are fighting back against his army. Not just their armed forces, but the moms and kids making Molotov cocktails or the grandmas and grandfathers who are going out to get AKs. They don't need planes. 
They'll be fine. Stick them all in a bunch of mass graves. It's no big deal. We would have seen a lot of freedom of action to stand up to Putin if Biden would stop doubling down on his Green New Deal. Now, Senator Cotton, even a week ago, made a great point about how if, if we would just stop obsessing over the Green New Deal, we could fight Vladimir Putin in totally different ways. And we could support the people in Ukraine in totally different ways. But this is the opportunity of a lifetime for Joe Biden. Highest gas price in history, force you into his green religion. World conflict, you want to support those people? Force you into his green religion. VP also refusing to answer questions on refugees in Poland. Refusing while she's in Poland to answer questions about energy independence, a Keystone Pipeline. Refusing to answer questions. And laughing the entire time when she was asked about refugees and the real problems. Laughed, thought it was funny, the question that was being asked. Move money around, it can use the other non-sanctioned bank. And we still haven't sanctioned their energy sector at all. We have sent tens of millions of dollars to Vladimir Putin's war machine in just the six days of this war, buying his oil. Europe has sent even more. We can impose even more punishing sanctions on him if we will also reverse our terrible energy policies at home here. This is what he said again six days ago. Brilliance, right? We're sending him money for his war machine every day. We can do more than just sanction the guy, and we now have sanctioned his oil. But that's not the whole thing here. If we would get away from our green alternative energy obsession, we could do so much more. There's time to do more to support these brave Ukrainians as they fight for their own freedom. So you've been, you've been in State of the Union addresses before, and usually this is a time when the president of the United States can tout his accomplishments. And... You'll get a standing ovation sometimes from just one side of the aisle. But in this case, it's very interesting because two of the accomplishments that they think they would like to talk about, one, they talk about the economy in terms of jobs, numbers, and things like that. But inflation, partly because of the American Rescue Plan and because of their energy policies, are driving some of the problems that you see in these reflected in these poll numbers from multiple polls this week, having them in the mid-30s on approval. Yeah, and also very low approval numbers on uh, his performance with Ukraine, whether we've been tough enough on Vladimir Putin. Um, that's why I say it's time to reverse course here. If gas was still at $2.10 a gallon, not at $3.60 a gallon, we would have a lot more freedom of action to stand up to Vladimir Putin. That is the bingo point for me. You've got inflation that's up 7.9% 40-year new high. You've got gas prices all high time new high. It's what I've been warning you about the Democratic Party. They gain their power when you are the weakest. When you are weak, they become strong. When, when we can't stand up to the rest of the world because we as a nation are weak, that's good for their socialist agenda. And blaming Putin for gas pains is absurd because on January the 20th, when he became president, gas was at 2.39 a gallon nationally. Today, 4.31 nationally. That's a $2 increase since Biden took office. Two weeks ago, what was it he was blaming? COVID. Now it's Putin. Before that, what was it? COVID again. White House blaming Russia for record high gas prices. They think you're dumb. They think you're so dumb that you won't realize what's happened over the last year. That's how dumb they think you are. This is how little respect they have for you. The White House making it very clear today. They're, they're more than willing 
to lie to you about real-time gas prices. Peter Ducey caught Jen Psaki lying in real time about gas prices because this is how little respect they have for you and your pain and suffering right now in this country and at the pump. Listen to this. Thank you, Jen. It sounds like you guys are blaming Putin for the increase in gas prices recently, but weren't gas prices going up anyway because of post-pandemic supply chain issues? Well, I, I think there's no question that, as we have seen, and outside analysts have conveyed this as well, the increase in the anticipated continued increase, which is, I think, what some of your colleagues were asking about, that that is a, a direct result of uh, the invasion of Ukraine. And also, there was an anticipation of that uh, that, was, that uh, was, uh, was factored in as gas prices have gone up. So you say that you're going to do everything that you can to reduce the impact that high gas prices have on Americans. Uh, we're asking other countries to think about maybe pumping more oil. Why not just do it here? Well, to be very clear, federal policies are not Im- uh, limiting the supplies of oil and gas. To the con- let me finish. To the con- let me finish. An executive order. His Peter, first week that halted new oil and le- gas. Let me let me give you let me give you the facts here, and I know that can be inconvenient, but I think they're important in this moment. To the contrary, we have uh, the, we have been clear that in the short term, supply must keep up with the demand. Where we are, and here and around the world, will we make the shift to a secure, clear, clean energy future? We are one of the largest producers with a strong domestic oil and gas industry. We have actually produced more oil. It is at record numbers, and we will continue to produce more oil. There are 9,000 approved drilling permits that are not being used. So the suggestion that we are not allowing companies to drill is inaccurate. The suggestion that that is what is hindering or preventing gas prices to come down is inaccurate. Would President Biden rescind his executive order that halts new oil and natural gas leases on public lands? Well, 90% of them happen on private lands, as I'm sure you know, and there are 9,000 unused approved drilling permits. So I would suggest you ask the oil companies why they're not using those if there's a desire to drill more. Would President Biden ever undo his executive order that stopped the construction of the Keystone XL pipeline? Are you suggesting that would solve the gas prices issue? Well, do you think that that would maybe affect prices faster than getting the whole country off of fossil fuels? I actually don't think it would. Uh, The Keystone uh, was not an oil field. It's a pipeline. Also, the oil is continuing to flow in just through other means. So it actually would have nothing to do with the current supply imbalance. So gas prices are approaching an all-time high per gallon. How high would they have to get before President Biden would say, I'm going to set aside my ambitious climate goals and just increase domestic oil production, get the producers to drill more here, and we can address the fossil fuel future later? Listen to her response. Again, the question from Peter Ducey, okay, you you won't admit that there's a problem with permitting. You won't respend the order on no more permits for drilling. You won't open the Keystone Pipeline back up, and you mock America saying it's not like it's an oil field, it's just a damn pipeline, like that doesn't matter, which it clearly does. And so this is the this is the, the basically the final question. Okay, how high do gas prices have to get before you'll hit pause to your ambitious green energy kumbaya moment and actually think about the American people? And if I don't care who you voted for in the last election, 
If you're an American and you're suffering right now with these high prices and they're going to go higher, know that this is what the White House thinks about your pain. Well, again, Peter, the U.S. produced more oil this past year than in President Trump's first year. Next year, according to the Department of Energy, we will produce more oil than ever, than ever before. Those are, those are the facts in terms of oil production. And again, right now there are 9,000 unused approved permits to drill onshore. So I think you're misidentifying what the actual issue is. But if we're looking to the future and what, how, what we can do to prevent this from being a challenge in future crises, the best thing we can do is reduce our dependence on fossil fuels and foreign oil, uh, because that will help us uh, have a, a reliable source of energy so that we're not worried about gas prices going up because of the whims of a foreign dictator. Right. And you guys think that asking Saudi Arabia or Venezuela or Iran is reducing our dependence on foreign oil? That's actually, I just outlined each of those specific scenarios and the range of par discussions that we're having uh, with each of those countries. I don't think anybody is advocating for Iran to continue acquiring a nuclear weapon, perhaps except for the former president who put, pulled us out of the deal. I go back to a moment in the presidential debates where the media laughed, the left mocked, and America rolled their eyes. When a guy by the name of Donald Trump said Joe Biden will destroy our energy independence and it will embolden world leaders who hate us, terrorists, dictators, Putin, to do exactly what they're doing right now one year later. Close down the oil industry? Would you close down the oil industry? By the way, I would transition from the oil industry, yes. Oh, I would transition. That it is a big statement that's a because big statement. I would stop. Why would you do that? Because the oil industry pollutes significantly. Oh, I see. Here's the deal. But that's a big statement. That. Well, if you let me finish the statement, because it has to be replaced by renewable energy over time, over time. And I'd stop giving to the oil industry. I'd stop giving them federal subsidies. He won't give federal subsidies to the to the gas. Excuse me, to the to uh, solar and wind. Yeah. Why are we giving it to oil industry? We actually do All give right. it to solar and wind. We and that's maybe the biggest question. statement in terms of business. That's the biggest statement. Okay. Because basically what he's saying question, is he is Mr. going President. to destroy the oil industry. Okay. Will you remember that, Texas? Will you okay. remember that, Pennsylvania, Oklahoma? Vice President Biden, let me give you 10 seconds. He's going to destroy the oil industry. And you notice how fast NBC News tried to cover that up, right? Got to move on. Got to move on. Got to move on. Donald Trump said Biden would destroy the oil industry, and that's exactly what he's doing right now on purpose. Because of his green religion that you must submit to. This is a cult. And it's going to cost people their lives. It already is right now in Ukraine. Make sure you share this podcast. Please hit that auto-download or subscribe button so you can listen to this podcast each and every day for free. And I will see you back here tomorrow. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.